0: My guest today is Julie Broad, author of Self Publish and Succeed, the No Boring Books way to write a nonfiction book that sells. Before we get started, here's the inside scoop on Julie. Julie Broad is the founder of the self publishing services firm Book Launchers and an Amazon Overall number one best selling author, and she knows what it takes to successfully self publish a book. Her popular YouTube channel, Book Launchers TV, embodies the hashtag of hashtag NoBoringBooks helping nonfiction authors write and market books people want to read. Julie's titles include More Than Cash Flow, which topped Amazon, the new brand, You, and her latest book, Self-Publish and Succeed. A recognized real estate investor, successful entrepreneur, and notable speaker, Julie also received the Top 20 Under 40 Award for her business and community contributions. She's been speaking on stages across Canada and the U.S. since 2009, sharing her strategies to write a book that builds your business and have more impact and influence with your brand. As an expert on writing a book with marketing in mind, Julie teaches the best approaches to get results, make an impact, and ultimately make more money. Julie always leaves people inspired, excited, and with clear steps to take action immediately. Her advice for authors and investors has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur.com, Yahoo Business, CTV, The Toronto Sun, Medium.com, and many local and national TV shows. Born and raised in Canada, Julie currently lives in Los Angeles with her husband and son. When she's not busy with book launchers or her family, you'll find her at CrossFit or playing poker. To learn more about Julie and her work, visit juliebroad.com and booklaunchers.com. Well, hi, Julie. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to talk to you about your book. I really enjoyed it. So first, I guess to get us started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, Self-Publish and Succeed, The No Boring Books Way to Write a Nonfiction Book That Sells.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wrote the book for everybody that's thinking of writing a nonfiction book and has a bigger picture goal for it. Most people are writing the book thinking I want to you know, grow a business or become a thought leader or start speaking or have an impact on others. And so I really encourage people in this book to reverse engineer the whole process and think about, okay, what's that bigger picture? Who am I writing this book for? And then write an engaging book that people want to read. And it's also based on my company, Book Launchers, and all the work that we've done in just building a process that helps people write a book and and make it something people want to read.
0: Mm-hmm. So your target audience is nonfiction, so that would be like what business and self help and how to and yeah. memoir.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. We do a little bit of everything, but you know, a lot of our books fall into the business and self help category.
0: Mm, okay, what level would you feel would benefit most from reading your book?
1: I mean, I've heard from folks at all levels, like professional ghostwriters have benefited from it, but really, I wrote it for people who don't feel like they're a writer. And they have a message, they have a story, they have experience they want to share. So it's really geared towards that person who doesn't know where to start, doesn't know how to write a book that's going to be marketable. That's who it's geared for. But there's an approach in here that I think a lot of people find value in, even if they've written books before.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people I feel like have ideas, but don't know what to do with them. You know, okay, where do I go from here? So this kind of helps walk through that whole process.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it gives you questions too, because a lot of people actually have extraordinary stories and things that they do or have gone through have been you know really phenomenal. In my book, I talk about how bad years and bad days make for great chapters in a book. Um, and ultimately, you know, a, a big challenge in your life makes for a really great book overall. But the thing that a lot of people run into is they've been told so many times, Oh, you should write a book. And I think what happens is you think the book is all about telling your story and really the book might be about you and it might be about what you've learned, but it's for that reader. Mm. And that disconnect uh, creates a lot of problems for people, you know, well-meaning people who write books to have an impact and to help people, but then they find their book doesn't sell and nobody wants to read it. And it's often because of that disconnect. So I'm, I'm really trying to help people, first of all, center themselves around who that reader is and why their message is gonna be important. And, you know, a lot of us have messages of, inspiration and you feel like that's for everyone but that's not a marketable market yeah <laughs> so, we, so we have to narrow it down a lot more than that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's true how important is the preparation process before you even start to write
1: yeah, i mean it's huge and we have this download that we offer people and i think the writing actually starts in step six it's like the seven steps to write a book mm. that will be set up to sell and i think you actually start writing in step six And that's one of the things that I see a lot is people write a book and then they figure out all the things that they should have figured out before they started writing. And, you know, it's not that you're beyond the point of repair at that time. You can still go back and fix it. But, you know, it's like one of my clients said, it's like I built a house without a blueprint. And now I've sent it in for inspection. And I'm being told that I have to uproot the walls, move the plumbing around. And he's like, it's just it's more painful at that point than if I would have just had a blueprint.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how would you recommend someone read and, and work through self publish and succeed?
1: Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I would say read it from start to finish it. The only thing is if there's a chapter, for example, on, um, it's called ghost hunting your way to a book. So it's on how to hire a ghostwriter. If you're writing it yourself, you don't necessarily need to read that chapter so you could skip past it. But it's really geared, the whole book was written in a way that it's giving you the mindset piece to overcome the monsters that we all face when we try to write a book, you know, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, fear of failure and fear of success. So it's giving you the mindset piece. It's giving you the tools to identify who your reader is and come up with your hook which I now define hook as kind of the outcome of the outcome. So you might be writing a leadership book, but being a better leader isn't actually the hook of the book. It's the, when you're that better leader, what happens in your life and your career. And to get to that outcome of the outcome, you have to know your reader really well and be specific. And so it walks you through all of those things and then outlining the book and then actually sitting down and writing it or hiring the writer. And then, you know, it walks you through the editors that you need to hire, making sure that you hire them the right ones in the right order. And so, yeah, I would say, well, it doesn't say step one, do this. The book is written in a way that sets you up if you follow it from start to finish. As a guide to set you up for writing a book that will be set up to sell.
0: Yeah. Now, you put a lot of emphasis on the title and the subtitle. Why is that?
1: A couple of reasons. First is that it's really hard to change a title after you've published a book. Mm. So you want to you want to put a lot of effort into getting it right. A cover you can change fairly easily after you've published a book if you want to make a change. But the title, subtitle, you're locked in pretty hard on that. You, it's not that you can't change it, but it's an enormous amount of work to change it. You're essentially having to file new copyrights and republish a book under the new title and pull the old one down. And um, it's a lot So getting the title, subtitle right for that reason is important. But ultimately, you know, when you're selling your book, having the title and subtitle right is going to make all the difference, whether people remember the title, they find it when they're searching, uh, they're able to tell other people about it. It's the product title. So you want to make sure you've got something that's memorable, easy to say, easy to find.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the title and the subtitle, along with the cover, you know, people say don't judge a book by its cover, but we do. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and a lot
1: of people fall in love. And I mean, and I've had this. My second book, I talk about this in self-published in sixty-two. My second book title wasn't a great title, and it's not that it wasn't great as far as what it says. And I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. But a lot of people fall in love with the title, and it's kind of cool to them, but it doesn't mean anything to your reader. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm constantly emphasizing go back to your reader. Like, you know, sure, Freakonomics is a big name now. And, and, you know, everybody kind of knows who wrote that and those pieces, but he had a huge platform before he did that. And most of us don't have a huge platform. We aren't a known name. So you want to have a title that's going to grab a reader and make them go, oh my gosh, this book is for me and sell your book. Cause the cover and the title are the thing that will sell or won't sell your book. Right. My second book, the problem with my title, it was called the new brand you, And it was all about, you know, creating a brand that attracts people to come to you. So you're not cold calling when you're selling. And the problem I realized once I was about 15 podcast interviews in on that book (laughs) was that nobody would register what the title was, even when they were reading it on a page. They all said the brand new you. Mm. And so if I had done some tests leading up and I did workshop this title with other people, but if I had tested it with people and said, oh, you know, here's my book title. And then even five minutes later, got them to tell me what that title was. I would have quickly discovered that there's some little funky thing that happens in our brain that nobody seems to remember that it was the brand new you. Yeah. (laughs) See, I just did it. The new brand new, (laughs) not the brand new you. So yeah, it's a tricky one. That's why title is so important.
0: Yeah. And then the same for your chapter titles. I got such a kick out of just reading your chapter titles. And it sounds like they were a lot of fun to create and I felt like they really called to me anyway. I don't know what kind of other feedback you've had on that, but they really called to me. And to me, that that's just one of the ways that Self-Publish and Succeed stands out. So what do chapter titles actually do for the overall sellability of the book?
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that they stood out for you. And most people love them. I've had one person review them and say it was like too lighthearted, but in fact, that kind of review made me go, you know what, that's perfect because this person was not the person I'm trying to write a book for. Like, if you want to go read a boring book, I am not your person. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, chapter titles have a really important job and I think they're underestimated. But if your cover and your title do a good enough job of getting somebody's attention, people will open it up and go to the chapter titles. And What I found with my books was that my chapter titles, before I even put as much effort as I put into the chapter titles in this book, they sold my book and they sold it, I got on TV. You know, my first book was a real estate investing book and I had a chapter title, Where Are the Ladies? And I tell you, like almost every news channel that I was on, that was a topic of conversation. Like, okay, so where are the ladies in real estate? (laughs) And it was fun and it drew the producers in. And my second book, as much as it had a lot of challenges, it had a chapter called You Are Who Google Says You Are. And I got invited to speak on that to a lot of different organizations and groups who wanted me to share that message that you need to be paying attention to what, it, what Google's results are when you type in your name. So those chapter titles are little salespeople that can open doors of opportunity and sell books. And it makes it more fun, too. When I was reading a lot of real estate books, they all had the same chapter titles. It'd be like how to calculate cash flow, how to find a good property. And it, it, once you've read one of those books, you feel like you've read them all. Right. Um, unless you've got a chapter title that stands out.
0: Yeah. Now I listened to the audiobook version of Self Publish and Succeed. And, you know, I read for a living. So I like to work in some audiobooks as well. And I have to say, I absolutely loved the feeling of being connected to you since you narrated the book. And because personally, I felt like I was getting one-on-one coaching. Is that something that you push authors to do? Do you feel like authors should narrate their own books?
1: Oh, you just made my day, Sherry. I tell our authors, like, if you want to get a connection with someone, it needs to be your voice. Mm. Um, And you just just proved that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's great. But yeah, I mean, there's certain people who don't want to or won't or can't read their book. We've had some clients who are dyslexic that have done it, but it was hard and it took more time. And then we've had other people who are dyslexic or they have a slight accent or whatever it is, and they've chosen not to. But for the most part, I highly recommend our authors because we're all nonfiction. I think it's a slightly different case in fiction. Mm -hmm. But in nonfiction, I mean, this is your story, your expertise uh, you are the one that's going to bring the emotion where it's needed. You're going to, in many ways, relive a lot of this advice when you're sharing it. And there's really no replacing that for authors. And then if you're trying to build a business as a speaker or a thought leader or be known, you know, there's nothing better than building that connection that you just mentioned. So yeah, I'm a big fan. And the other example I give is Mark Manson's, Mark Manson, I think that's his name, The Subtle Art of Giving a, you know mm-hmm. F-bomb, of not giving an F-bomb. He, his book, like I had listened to a lot of podcast interviews with him and then I listened to his audio book, but it wasn't him. Mm. And it, for me, it was very disconnecting it, because I knew his voice and to hear his personal stories being told by somebody else's voice, it threw me off in a lot of ways. So it can run counter too, if somebody's familiar with you.
0: Yeah. Or if you listen to the audiobook and it's not the author, and then you go hear them speak somewhere, and you're just like, wait a minute, who's that? You know?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a daunting process. Well, in self publishing, I've noticed there aren't a lot of audiobooks, and maybe that's changing. Is it as daunting as it seems? I think it's really fun, and it's got a lot of advantages to it
1: in that you're reading your book out loud, thinking of an audience. And so you catch mistakes and other kind of slight tweaks and changes that you might want to make that you wouldn't catch otherwise. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's really fun. I've done it two different ways. So I've done it where I had a home studio set up and I recorded everything and then sent it to an editor. And then I did self-publish and succeed in a studio. And I can tell you, while I enjoyed both experiences, the studio experience, having an engineer there who, first of all, caught some of my mistakes. So there was less pickups, you know, less corrections after the back. So he caught my mistakes as I was going, but he also like would do some editing on site and was there kind of not coaching me, but was just another set of ears. It was night and day. And I really loved the experience of being in a studio um, and just powering through with the help of someone else. The hard part to me is, you know, you get the content out onto the page and get it written and edited. Um, That's hard part one. Hard part two is marketing it. I think things like audiobook are just, you know, fun things you get to do. (laughs) Okay, yeah.
0: I think it would be fun. I don't know how long it would take me to do that and all the different takes I'd have to do, but you know, it sounds like it would be fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, on that, is, I mean, depending on how comfortable you are reading out loud and we have some voice coaching that we do with our clients to prep them. Mm. Uh, a lot of it's just learning where to breathe, honestly, uh, because you don't know where to breathe when you're reading and you run out of breath faster than you think if you aren't kind of ready for that. But it'll take 16 to 20 hours to narrate you know four to six hours of a finished book
0: wow so you mentioned earlier your company book launchers and i wanted to talk about that for a minute i'm curious about your path to launching your company because it's a totally different world from your background in real estate what Mm -hmm. can you tell us about book launchers and what was your motivation to jump into this this world
1: yeah, it is funny when people ask me, you know, what did you do before this? I was a real estate investor for, well, I still have investments, but I was a real estate investor for 15 years before I started the company. And I had a real estate training and education company in Canada. And it ultimately, this company came out of me self-publishing my first book after being rejected by Wiley uh, and really diving into publishing and learning everything there was to know and seeing some gaps and some challenges and some opportunities in the market. Mm. And it wasn't instant. It wasn't like, oh, the book came out and topped Amazon, which you know it did, which was fun. Um, <laughs> and then I started the company. It was quite a few years before I actually started the company. But there was a couple things that really kept mm-hmm. nagging me in my brain. And one of them was that when I was hiring people, and I did this with my second book too, you have to hire people. And teach each person what you need from them in order to achieve your bigger objective. Mm. And marketing is the big thing. And no, your editors aren't thinking about marketing. Even your cover designer isn't thinking about book marketing. Your layout person isn't thinking book marketing. So it's up to you to know all those things and know who to hire, what makes them good. Are they a good fit for your ultimate goals? And project manage that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so there was good companies that would get you pieces of it. And there was a few good companies that would get you to a book, but nobody had fully integrated marketing into the whole experience and still gave people all the rights and royalties, like the authors. And so that was ultimately what I kind of kept going back to was somebody needs to be thinking about marketing as they're coming in with their book idea and as they're going through editing. And so I built that company. And the second piece that I didn't like about a lot of the models out there is they'll say, okay, sure, you want this package? Okay, it's $40,000 upfront. And here's your contract. And you're tied to them. And you've just upfronted a large sum of cash. So I wanted to create a monthly model, Um, you can still prepay a year of working with us. But I wanted a monthly model so that you could have flexibility and you could cancel And you weren't tied to this contract, if for whatever reason, it wasn't working for you.
0: Yeah. So what exactly does book launchers do?
1: It's probably easier to say what we don't do. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I mean, I mean, we are a full-service, really high-touch, integrated company helping you write, publish, and promote a nonfiction book that is really intended to grow your business, build a speaking career, you know, position you as a thought leader, you know, grow your brand. Hmm. Um, that's where we really thrive, and our whole team is set up for that. And so we start with a branding process where we're going to identify who your audience is, who you are in the market, and really how we're going to position the book to help you get to your overlying goal. And then we put you through the whole process of the writing that is in Self-Published and Succeed. If you come to us with a finished first draft, then we still do that piece, but we're going to the editors instead of going to a writer or writing coach. But Mm. yeah, I mean, we do everything including audiobook and turning your book into a course at the end as well if you want that. So that's why I say it's, it's hard to say what we don't do. We're not national PR. We have a team of people that will pitch you for media and podcasts and live appearances. We do bookstore catalogs and library catalogs and book awards and Amazon ads and BookBub and Goodreads, but we're not national PR. So we've had people on 2020 and a few other major shows, but that's not our sweet spot. You know some of our clients who want that national pr piece they'll hire pr on top of us but anything to get your book out there we do it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and that's what i liked about self-publish and succeed i felt like it was one of the most thorough books about self-publishing you covered everything so listeners i highly recommend this book and then i was wondering Does reading the book and working with book launchers go hand in hand? And how much of what you do at book launchers can an author glean from just reading the book?
1: Yeah, I mean, really, if you're a do-it-yourself kind of person, self-publish and succeed is your guidebook. You don't have to work with us. Book launchers isn't for everyone. I mean, we're really, you know, like I said, we're high touch. If you want to project manage and you've got the time and the bandwidth to learn all the pieces and hire the people along the way, you can absolutely do it just using self published and succeed. And that was my intent because, mm. you know, not everyone wants to invest in what our service rates are, and also not everyone needs us. I mean, not everyone has the big goals that a lot of our authors have when they come to work with us. And we only accept, I I don't even know the percentage, but we accept a very tiny percent of the people who apply to work with us. It's less than 5% because we're not able to handle all the people and we want to work with the people who are the exact fit for us. And I've got YouTube videos in the book for those that we're not a perfect fit for.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What kind of feedback have you received from authors who have used self-publish and succeed and the DIY method? Do you have a success story that stands out? Nothing
1: super specific is jumping to my mind as far as like somebody who just read the book or you know took some of the advice I share on YouTube. But I do get comments and emails on a regular basis saying that they're very grateful for it. They got, you know, Amazon bestseller status, they sold books, they're happy, they're proud of their book, you know, their books helping people. That's a big one, you know, when Mm. people find out that their book has had an impact that you know, that a lot of people are writing books to have that impact. And so when you find out that you've actually helped somebody with your book, that's really powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love what you're doing. So is there another no boring book in your future?
1: Yeah, I'm working on one on the marketing side because ultimately I had intended Self Publish and Succeed to be the full, like all the way through to all the marketing. Mm-hmm. But the book, you know, was 60 some thousand words just talking about getting it to launch. So the next book is on marketing and it's starting to feel a little bit like an almanac or like the ultimate guide to because there are so many things that you know, you want to try and that works. So I'm working on that. But it's turning into a little bit more of a beast than
0: I expected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, I like the idea that you broke it up into two parts, though, because, uh, you know, it makes more sense. And plus, who wants to read, like you said, a you know, 180,000 word, you know, <laughs> n- nonfiction self help book kind <laughs> of, you
1: know? right? So yeah, I'm starting to look at this marketing book and thinking it's almost like And I don't know if I will break it up. But There's almost the pre-launch marketing stuff that you do to build your brand, to build your platform, to get your book ready. And then there's the post-launch stuff that can go on forever, which Mm. is, you can market your book forever if it's got some evergreen concepts and it'll still sell. So yeah, I'm almost thinking I need to break that book up, but I'm not there yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So no publication date in sight yet.
1: No, originally, it was going to be by the end of 2022. But like I said, I'm really trying to give everybody everything that we've learned at book launchers, uh, you know, and all the things we've tested, the things that have worked, the things that work for some people and not for others, because we're always learning and we're always growing Mm -hmm. and always testing things. It's evolved as I've been writing it. So yeah, it'll be 2023 now, but hopefully first quarter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, good. Well, I look forward to reading that one as well. Is there anything else you wanted to add today?
1: I mean, ultimately, I always like to tell people if you're thinking of writing a book, uh, you're not going to have an impact on anyone if it's in your head. So, you know, just take those first steps and figure out who your reader is and what you want to help them with and how you want to help them and get started writing, because that book will only have an impact when it's published.
0: All right. Well, Julie, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing a little bit about you and your work.
1: Oh, thank you so much for your enthusiasm and reading my book. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for joining me today for my interview with Julie Broad, author of Self-Publish and Succeed, the no-boring-books way to write a nonfiction book that sells. To learn more about Julie and her work, visit juliebroad.com and booklaunchers.com. And be sure to check out our other interviews on insidescooplive.com.